Hello, Henry Clark. Hello. I, uh, fuck, what was it? Now I'm not going to be able to think for it. I always called you something else. Murphy. Murphy. And I know it's not Murphy because Cameron fought uh, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. But yes. the name. We both fought Killian Murphy. Did you? Yes. How'd you do in, in, uh, against Killian? I won a decision. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. a tough dude for a, for a green guy. He's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when he fought Cam, he was what, two fights in? Two fights in. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, I was the fight right after that. Right. And he's arguably Cam's toughest fight. Yeah, I think one him and Jeff Joy, right? Those are the Joy two was fight. yeah. Cameron got Cameron got cocked a couple times in Joy's fight. Yeah, and he got, he he seemed like obviously I'm not a fighter. I don't know shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, I can only go by from what I see. But it looked like Cam was pretty tired, and he, I mean he was he was winning. It was just you know, and and Cam will tell it to you, right? It's just rolling for that leg lock, mm-hmm. right? Giving his back. Yeah, he said that. Yeah, that's the only thing. Otherwise, he was you know master classing, yeah. right? Yeah, it was good and freaking. I'm surprised Joy like even still had the strength to do a lot of the stuff. Didn't he freaking tear his shoulder or something? I don't know. He I had some know. like pretty bad injury. That's the thing about the that's the thing about jujitsu yeah. and like jujitsu guys yeah. is they can like take a beating, weather the storm, yeah. get tired. Because you're a strict like not strictly you, you MMA but like you're a jujitsu guy. I'm that, a like, jujitsu guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean my whole my whole like philosophy around MMA is like everything else I do is to like showcase my jujitsu. Yeah. Right. So I learn, I strike, I practice striking, I drill striking, even like just equally as much as I do my, my grappling, but it's really just to showcase jujitsu yeah. to aid my jujitsu. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I took a couple of your classes and I think we rolled for a second and you just had a smile on your face. Like, yeah, you got nothing about it. Oh, it's so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I did that. I think with your class, I think twice. I sat yeah. in on it, and after that, I haven't. I've just gone with Cameron once in a while, and I want to do it more. Mm-hmm. I have a blast doing it. It's just so hard with – I live so far away for that. You yeah. know what I mean? I have to go to work down there. Come, It's just – I know it sounds like a pile of excuses. No, no. But then it true. just adds up after a while. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to get away to do all of it. Like, you know – I don't know if you know – you know Dan uh, Lutro, right? Uh, I don't know. He, not off the top of my head. He, I think he's, he's got yes, a – Yes, absolutely, I do. Yes. Uh, short, short, blonde hair guy. Yeah, I absolutely do. Yeah. Yeah. He – um. He had, he lives like broke his wrist doing jujitsu. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. He was just a, he lives just a few miles from here and he has mm-hmm. like a barn with like a, just a padded floor. Now me, Cameron and him, uh, once in a while we'll go over there and just kick yeah. the shit out of each other. That's the way to do it. That's why like at the last year, last March at the beginning of COVID when everything shut down, uh, one of my best friends, Pat, him and I just split mats and put mats in his garage. Right. And <clears> just started rolling in his garage. That's what I wanted. Cameron's saying I should do that in here. But I'm like, I have so many big things to move around. Like, I could turn this tiny-ass room, you know, if I took everything out and yeah. put mats on the floor. Like, Ronnie, he loves to roll around and kick the mm-hmm. crap out of me. But Every kid does. Yeah, exactly. Right? But, like, I'd have to you're move not gonna do Because you're not going to do anything else back. Oh, it's I kicked the it's shit it's out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I, man, I, this kid, I beat the shit out of him. Man, I show him. He, uh, Cameron, we were at McDonald's once with Cam, and he let Cam, let Ronnie, little Ronnie, Mm-hmm. Uh, choke him from behind. Jesus Christ! That just happened. <laughs> Mic malfunction. Yeah, me, I'm an idiot. Um, he let Cameron choke him while they were at like the table, and he was just letting. Sorry, let me start over here. Hi, I'm Ron Adams. This is Clanny <laughs> Clark. Uh, no, Cameron let Ronnie like choke him from behind and just let him do it. Mm-hmm. And I look over and Cameron's face is turning beet red. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ronnie was seven at the time. And he goes, obviously I was just letting him do it. He goes, but he did it hard enough where he could have put 
Cameron said he could have yeah. put him to sleep with good technique. Yeah, just Any, being a little kid. Anybody can strangle anybody with yeah. a good rear naked choke. Like the rear naked choke is like the king of all submissions, right? Yeah. Oh, it seems like what everyone goes to if they get the chance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, once once somebody's facing away from you, you have their back. They're not facing you. It's like free reign to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, because they can't see anything you're doing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's full body control. Both hooks in, seat belt. Yeah, I mean, that's what new people come in and they're like, oh, what should I do? I don't know what to do. What do I get good at? And I'm like, take the back. Take the back, sink in a choke. If you want to get good at one thing, like get good at that. Build a roadmap around it. Yeah, I I, I need to, um, obviously, I, I wrestle around with Cameron, so he kicks the shit out of me. Yeah, yeah and, <laughs> he's, while we're doing it, but... and he's a brick shit house too. He's, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's so strong he's for a little so guy. He's strong and he's got freaky long limbs. He does his arms. He looks like he's fucking touching yeah. the ground when he's standing straight. Yes. Yeah, he does. He has long arms. Yeah, he'll he'll you'll be sparring with him, moving around with him, and he'll you know, like I fought Cam, yeah, you know, and he TKO'd me, and you see the freaky angle he hits his hook from, you know, as it comes in at weird angles because he's got freaky long arms, you know, for his size, for his stature, you're like, yeah. oh, this short guy's not going to reach me. Yeah, he's like a dense short guy, but it's yeah. all in his arms. Because <laughs> at 35, I'm humongous for 35. You looked because when I when I. Went to your class, whatever, and I saw you. You were freaking yoked compared to what yes. you looked like in, during Camp's fight. I'm that was my last 35 fight. I'm never, well, I'll never say never, but like you were pretty lanky compared to like what you are now. Yeah, I'll probably never go back down to 35. Yeah, it was like I was like walking, I was cutting like 17 pounds in two days, which is just like too much. It's too hard for my body to get at a closer, like really ideally, you want to do maybe like 10 pounds in that last stretch. I know right? camp camp for a while. He was yet again. I don't fucking know. You know, everyone has a thing, but it seemed like for a few of his fights, he was cutting it close for weight mm-hmm. cuts. Yes. And but he seems like he waits a little bit. Yeah. It takes, it takes a while to learn. And for me, I'm like cutting the whole camp. Right. Yeah. And at 35, it's like, I'm cutting the whole camp. And then I get down to that last stretch and I'm still, you know, after cutting like 155. when I was younger, I would walk around at like 47, 52, but I'm 29 now. And that's just not what I walk around at. Yeah, right? I, I don't you, walk around. I'm, I'm six feet tall. Yeah. Lanky motherfucker. I weigh 180. Yeah. <laughs> I, also ne- I also never lifted. Yeah. You I know. know, I just started lifting over the last two years. Yeah. So that definitely packs on weight too. So now it's like, it's 45 for me. Yeah. yeah. What do you walk around on now? Uh, I don't want to say. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell your coaches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tell them. I tell them, but uh, you know, my my whole plan isn't to fight for a while. Yeah. You know, I'm I've taken this time. I've taken the COVID time as like recharge skill build. Right? Is really use that time to build myself rather than having to learning on the learning on, as you go. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like one of my biggest problems was just like staying staying consistent in my training. <laughs> I almost drank Daryl. <laughs> Is that the lizard's name? It's a it's a shark. It's a shark. It's a baby shark. Yeah. Yeah. His name's Daryl. It's very. I've horrible. had him since I was like twelve, but I since the podcast we've named him Daryl. Daryl, and he just hangs out here. Yeah, he's just like unofficial co-host. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's been here more than an actual my co-host. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll get we'll get to the like that part since we're mm-hmm. on the subject of you and Cam. Obviously, Cameron cocked you pretty good in that fight. Yes. He said something afterwards, like you were kind of confused. You were like dazed, like you didn't even know what happened. Like, because he hit you twice. Was yes. it Were you just mashed potatoes after the first one? Because 
he flashed me, yeah, right? So he flashed yeah. me, if I remember correctly, it's been a, a while since I've watched it, flashes me with the hook and then hits me with a straight and that knocks me down. You know, I immediately pop up and protest it. Yeah. It's, it's tough because like amateur MMA, they're always going to call fights sooner rather than later because you're an amateur. My consensus with me and and my people, right? So keep in mind where this is coming from is I wish he, I wish the referee would have let cam hit me on the ground. Right. I wish he let cam engage on the ground. I would never call that a bad stoppage. Right. Cause I, I do think amateur, you want to protect the fighter. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's a young They're person not getting paid for this. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but the, the fighter in me is like, let him come down and hit oh, me. Yeah. One, let him come down and try and finish it because, you know, I go down and pop right back up, you know, and you see me stand right back up. I'm not wobbly. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, one thing I think with the Killian fight is when I, when I was watching it, it was four rounds of Cameron knocked him down a few times. But yes. the first thing he did is he grabbed Cam's feet. Yes. Which held him into the fight. Yeah. Cause for me, it's like the hook, the straight and I fall back. Yeah. Right. And you would never see a fight like that finish professionally. Mm-hmm. And we were both, you know, had established amateur careers fighting for a title. I say, let it go. Uh, yeah. When you look at career, like when you look at amateurs and you're like, and, the, and these are referees who know us, you know, these are referees who ref regionally and who also ref in the UFC. Like I, I, I don't know if it was like Kevin McDonald, John English, one of those two guys, but Kevin McDonald get calls to Bellator UFC all those places, Kevin McDonald or uh, John English refs in other regional organizations, CES, other places, you know, you look at us and for me as a ref, I would, I would personally be like, these, these are two guys who are going to go professionally. So I'm going to let the fight go, let a little bit more be done, you know? Uh, but you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. Yeah, being right? being the title fight, it should have the way you mentioned it. Yeah, it probably should have gone a little longer. Gone a little longer, just at just, least one. Like, give it another two seconds. Yeah, if if he comes down and hits me, and I don't respond, you know, oh, uh, it's like it's even when I'm saying it, it's such a tough thing because you don't want anybody to, to occur additional brain damage. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because it's not like he, he punched you in the stomach. Yes. <laughs> he punched you in the he head. He punched me times. in the head. He punched me in the head. He flashed me, really, mm-hmm. is is when he hit me with that, you know, that weird hook. It was the weird hook. You see my feet slip mm-hmm. from under me, and then the right knocks me down. It's that weird hook that was the one that really flashed me. Yeah, because you, when you, you went it, down to like a knee and you stood, a knee or something, you stood I up. I like slip. And then your arms are just out. 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 Like you were yes. almost like natural, like muscle totally. memory of just totally. to protect yourself. So when you think about that, you're like, you know, it makes sense. When you see my recovery, it's like, and once again, it's coming from me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, let me die. Yeah, let what me, is it? What's let the saying? Cam fucking kill me. Like, uh, <laughs> go, die, die by the shield or die. Yeah, by the sword. go out on your shield. So yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So and I mean th- that was like a, a all in all really frustrating experience for me, you know. Uh, both in that, both like leaving that night, not having to fight. I talked to uh, Zach Richards, who also fought that night, who lost to Tom Pags, and he, you know, he comes up to me and he's like, "Oh, we both came up short on the title," and he lost a 
five round decision. So he had mm-hmm. five three minute rounds, and I was like, yeah, but dude, you got to fight. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get to fight. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a slow start. I'm like notorious at slow starting. Yeah, I almost like have to in my game planning like assume I'm gonna lose the first round, mm-hmm. which is disgusting. That's a horrible it's a, way. It's to a finish. bad. It's a bad way to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a really bad you're, way. You're to be. you're feeling out your guys. <laughs> I'm feeling out my guys. For me, it's too. I'm like I gotta be in there. I gotta live the experience a little bit before I get going. Before I really warm up. Which amateurs is three threes. It just doesn't play to that three three. Mm-hmm. You know, it would play that that style will play a little better with longer rounds. Like God forbid we had we have a pride round where it's like the first round is ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's a second five minute round. That would be like, insane. That's that would be round. my like go to. <laughs> ten minute round. Ten minute round. And two, you know, the way Pride would judge fights is they would judge it off the fight as a whole. So that second like like judges would kind of know who had won the first 10 minutes and the last five minutes are kind of just like solidifying that. Yeah. Right. Now um, did, didn't the UFC used to do just no round? It would just go until you're done. Yeah. That was like in the beginning, like one and, and two. And then they I had, just watched those recently. Yes. They're wild. When they had like David and Goliath, when they had like, uh, yeah. you know, Don Fry, wins Shamrock, freaking yeah. uh, Gracie. And yeah. Always. Yeah, like uh, and then they instituted when they did put in rounds, they put in a twenty minute round with a one minute sudden death, which is like the most stupid thing. And that's how Boss Rutten won the heavyweight title. How would you win a one minute sudden? Like that's I don't know. Obviously, I hope I'm getting that right. It's it's a minute, it's like a couple minutes. It's a very short final round. So it's like after twenty minutes, if the judges are like, I don't know who won, they yeah. like start so them back quick, up. You get a quick recovery for and... like a quick burst to see yeah. who's gonna like win this quick burst. Uh such dumb thinking yeah that you know, is just weird. leave it at a 20 minute round yeah. you know i saw a jujitsu match um who was it it was one of the gracies and i don't fucking know he got someone in the electric chair oh like are you you're talking about um eddie bravo and yeah uh um which oh, gracie right i want to uh, say hoyler no not hoyler it starts with an r but they didn't yeah pronounce the r yes I'm forgetting off the top of my head. You know what I'm talking yes. about. Yeah, so yeah. they had a match in the... Twice. Right. They went in ADCC. Eddie Bravo beats him in ADCC, triangles him, and then they had the one in Metamorris. That just went to 20. And that went to 20. Yeah. But that was one of those things where there was like... Because it was a submission-only event, right? Is They said... Uh, the consensus afterwards was it's a draw, but everybody was like, Eddie won. Oh, Eddie, he did. Eddie he tortured got him. him. He got that, that one electric chair thing, man. Yes. <laughs> I just watched him. He... Went for it every time, and it like he got him in it. That's pretty good at it. One of the scariest things too, because it's a complete like it's a it's like a knee twist, you know. So you're like slamming down on the knee while the ankle is on your shoulder. I, I it was just a fuck fest. Yeah. And I've tried to re recreate it by watching it on my son. Oh my god! <laughs> just like looking and stuff like that. Just the most you know. evil move you could possibly do to somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously I'm not cranking on him. Yeah, you're not like. I'm giving probably, your son a limp. Yeah, I'm probably not exactly <laughs> doing it right either. But. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting just watching how like they're obviously both professionals, but he still managed to get into it like yes. multiple times. Well, too, it's like I uh, I have a purple belt in Tim Planet, um, and I trained with a Tim Planet guy for a long time, and I still like use Tim Planet stuff. And you find what's Tim Planet? Tim Planet is Eddie Bravo's system of jujitsu, okay. and you find that. When people are unfamiliar with 10th Planet, with anything really, like even people who are like unfamiliar with the leg lock game, 
that are unfamiliar with anything, you can like heavily, heavily exploit it. You know, I'll go with guys who train in the gi and I'll be able to twister them nonstop, right? You can rubber guard them nonstop. You can put them in these 10th planet positions because it's just not what they train. It's just not mm-hmm. what they do, not what they specialize in, not something that their coaches are doing, you know, which is like to Eddie's credit, Eddie Bravo's credit, like when the leg lock game was blowing up, when the Donaher death squad, you know, like Gordon Ryan, uh, Gary Tonin, uh, you know, all those guys, Eddie Cummings at one point, which Eddie Cummings is like, like revolutionized the leg lock game and then just like disappeared. Like nobody knows where really where Eddie Cummings went. But when those guys came on, Eddie was like, Oh, I have to teach all of my students leg locks. I have to get all of my students really great at leg locks because it's a game where you like adapt or die. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's Cameron's got me in a couple. Yes. He got me into a heel hook once and I told him like he had it and he's like, it's going to hurt. And I said, just do it a little bit no. just so I could know like just a, and he barely twisted man. I couldn't walk for two weeks. Yes. Yeah. He tore something in my knee pretty bad and he barely touched it. Yeah. That's the thing. Ugh, so, scary. Yeah. So leg locks are a lot of them are twisting locks, right? Hmm. They twist your knee. You have so much give in your arm that your arm can stretch and extend and you can be like, ow, 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 ow. Oh, it's going to break. Yeah. Right. But with legs, it's you have to tap almost before it Done. happens yes yeah 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 it was yeah he just barely he's like are you sure and i just had him do it and he just barely <laughs> fucking moved man and you could of, feel my yeah knee just... out of all the moves to get caught in and be like i want to feel it i did i wanted to know it <laughs> now i know now you know it's the worst of the worst well i can only imagine getting actually like someone cranking on it yeah how do you even recover from that like it took me a knee week surgery. or so that's how you recover from it jesus knee surgery yeah you see some people and you know, I've been watching a lot of old uh, Pancrase recently. I don't know if you've ever seen Pancrase. Like old Japanese shoot fighting from way back in the day. So it was like modified. It was like MMA before MMA, mm-hmm. right? Before UFC, where Boss Root and Ken Shamrock, um, the other Frank Shamrock, where they all came from. And it was like a mix of Japanese pro wrestling with MMA. So they wore big shin guards, big boots. You couldn't close fist strike. On the you feet, can slap and... you can slap. Oh. So like Bosser, you can slap and you can kick. And then, so a lot of it are these like garbage strikers. They're just all pro wrestlers, you know, or catch wrestlers. So they're horrible strikers and they just hit the ground and start tangling up legs. So you just see tons of really cool, interesting catch wrestling knee bars and heel hooks. And yeah. uh, I watched one with Boss Rutten where he heel hooked a guy and like ripped the heel hook out. And the guy's heel like literally popped out of it. Cause he ripped it so hard. And then the ref stands him back up. Cause they had all these weird standing rules. Like if the submission fails, they stand him back up and the guy throws one kick on boss. And then you just see his knee just explode from the heel hook and he just Whoa. collapses to the ground. Oh man. It's just, it's crazy. Like obviously I'm not a, I have epilepsy and all this other shit and Cameron won't, even if I wanted to, Cameron said he wouldn't let me spar with anyone because he doesn't yes. want me to get hit in the head. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that it's not like I've been concussed, and so it's going to be damaged. Well, I, I don't even know what the hell it yeah. would do to me. But, but yeah, you don't grapplings. Find out. No, I'm all set. <laughs> grappling's like the fun part. That's, yes. Me and him have been doing it with each other, kicking the shit out of us and our friends forever. Mm-hmm. He's just now doing it organized, and yeah, yeah it's I'm jealous in that way. I should have. I should be, you know, doing it more with you guys. Yeah. And obviously your school isn't exactly open right now, right? No, we are, we're doing like, you know, mask on classes, boxing, kickboxing classes, you know, all our fitness classes. And we're at a point now, I think I can announce this, where we're going to start doing jujitsu classes. I only get like 
25 people that were down them that I know of. Well, 25 people, 25 people can come to my jujitsu class, yeah, you, you know, starting in April. We had a meeting about it today talking about, you know, starting to do drilling classes for jujitsu a couple times a week. So what now is that counting kids too? Uh, no, no, no kids jujitsu yet. You got to keep me posted on that. If you can't, I'm trying to hold off so I can bring him to recon mm-hmm. because Ronnie wants to do jujitsu, jujitsu really bad. Yeah. And they have it in gray. Um, uh, I don't know what the place Stone is called. Coast? I don't remember, but my buddy brings his two kids there it's who are around Ronnie's age. I bet it's Stone Coast. Stone yeah. Coast is like it's the Guy. big. Yeah. Yeah. That's like probably that Sean thing. Durfee. Hacksaw. I hope, I hope that's his nickname. That's uh, like the big kids jujitsu school around. Yeah. He's trying to, we wanted to get him to do that, but I'm like, well, if I could keep it in the, in the family kind of thing, if I can get him signed up yes, for recon. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, but he he will he doesn't want to do gi either though. No, that's what no. he wants to just do straight yeah. grappling. Kids jujitsu is is a tough thing to sell, right? Because yeah. like kids karate is easy to sell, you know. Nobody's getting tangled up. <laughs> Nobody's getting tangled up. Nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You know, the guy comes in a van and like picks your kids up after school and brings them and they like you know do spinning kicks and uh, you know obstacle courses and yeah. you know a pizza party, but like jujitsu is like. It's hard work. Yeah. That's it's a really, really hard work. <laughs> the kids that I know that do it, they're like nine and maybe six or seven. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're pretty, they're pretty tough kids. But yeah. they said when they went there, there was just everyone there. So nice. Yes. Absolutely. Everyone there is just trying to help be helpful and yeah. everything else. That's that the jujitsu lifestyle. He, oh, what was it? Just being laid back. Was it karate? I think he said he was taking. Let's just use that for the example. I'm not, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly remember what it was, but he said his oldest was going somewhere else. He was being picked on. Mm-hmm. I think then he went to jujitsu and yeah. everything was kind of went smoother. It yeah. might have been karate that he was trying. Jujitsu is like the like constant war of ego. You're like yeah. in a sport where no matter how good you are, somebody is always tapping you. Mm-hmm. Somebody is always strangling you. You very rarely get the chance to like be the best. Oh, I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've gone to your gym with Cam once. We was like, we were watching UFC on the TV that you have set up in the gym. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like me. I don't know if you know who Carlo is. Yep. Um, yeah. Dan, I don't know if Dan was there, but then Cam. And then there was a few other people that were there and we were just kicking the shit out of each other. But by that, I mean, they were all kicking the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> One at a time. They were just beating me up. Sometimes it's actually literally the text I got from my dad. Uh, when I lost to cam is, you know, he was there and then he texted me afterwards while I was like, you know, getting checked out and whatever. And he goes, you know what kid, sometimes you're the, sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes the bear eats you. Right. And that's jujitsu. And a lot of times, you know, you're just getting fucked up. You're the bears just devouring you every day. But that's what makes you better. That's what makes you humble. Yeah, I, I tapped Cameron one time, but he thought I was fucking around. And then I got him into a, a leg lock. I don't know what, what the fuck it was called. I was just pulling his knee. And he yeah. was laughing while tapping because he <laughs> thought I was just going to fuck around. Yeah. So I got him once. Once, once. <laughs> I've got yeah. him one time. I'll make sure to bring that up to him, see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah, I got him once. Yeah, he thought I was going to be doing some like WWE move or something. And I didn't because mm-hmm. he was tapping me out over and over again yeah but um yeah he's it's funny the whole thing is great so how many fights do you have what's your amateur career uh, i'm six and five so i've had 11 fights yeah. yeah is that a lot for an amateur or no uh like yes and no because like, you know joy went pro after what three or four yeah and then cameron says seven seven he yeah. would have had more i think if mm-hmm. there was so many just off and ons but off and ons covid's a big Right, that's a that was a big wrench that's in the a big system. Sl- yeah, yeah, that's a big wrench. I in think the he system. wanted another amateur fight. Totally. Yeah, 
and you know, like my teammate for me, it was like patience is a virtue, right? For me, it was like, I'm going to wait until the time I'm truly, truly ready because coming up, especially when, like when I got into it, MMA just got legalized in Maine. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, what is it like? This was like 2010, 2011, sometime around there. And some guys I knew who were fighting amateur at the time, you know, who were teammates of mine, friends of mine, went, you know, were smoking people amateur, had like undefeated amateur records, and then went pro really fast, and then had like garbage pro records, had a really hard time because, you know, some of them came from other sports. Some of them, once you hit that big bump, in competition the level is totally different it's a totally different level the rounds are longer the rules are different there's like a lot going on people are getting paid Mm -hmm. you know people want to make careers out of it you get like you're not developed properly like development is a huge thing getting the right fights and not just the right fights is i'm gonna smash this can to pad my record but Mm -hmm. this is a winnable fight for me you know how do i you know and your training needs to change and evolve with that too right um, but I was like, I'm going to take my time. I saw the bumps, the people before me, I'm going to learn from the mistakes of my friends and mentors. So right? you, do you still have intentions of going pro? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I cause mean, you're young. You're only 29 years old. I'm 29. Yeah. 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 So I figure I've got like, you know, I don't know, like five ish years. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I knock on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's plastic. <laughs> I don't know. It's got like a wood finish yeah, to it. Yeah. I think it counts. It's good enough. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, so you're, you're, you, you, te- now you're teaching you, obviously you do the mm-hmm. jujitsu coaching there too. Yeah. Is that, is that your intentions long-term? Uh, yeah. Would I you mean, like ever start your own school or something like that? Or mm, I don't know. I used to think that way when I was like a lot younger, if the like space is there for me at some point, like maybe, mm-hmm. but I'm not really like somebody where I don't really think about things like career. Mm. I kind of think those are like nonsense things. And sure, if that drives you, that's awesome. Yeah. Those are just are not the things that drive me. Like those are not like the dream. Like I'm very much so to my own detriment. I'm like, what's here now? Right. Let's let's focus and embrace those. You're things. one step at a time. You're not looking at the top of the stairs. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy the journey more than I enjoy the completion or at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, where was I just going to go with that? I was trying to hold on to it the whole time while you were talking. Like, all right, there, was something, there was something attached to all well, of that. I enjoyed the journey. <laughs> see, see, that was exactly the great example. You were enjoying every word, and I was trying to jump to the top of to the, the steps. Yeah, to the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Um, that's it's a fucking... Oh, oh, yes, here it is. Did you see the fights recently? Yeah, um, this weekend. What did you think of the Yon decision? The Bantle Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'll preface this with, like, I'm a crybaby. Like, things will, will make me cry. I have no fucking problem crying. I le- You're an emotional man? I'm an emotional man. Yeah. I legitimately cried watching uh, Al Jermaine have to win the title that way. Did you, you know? want him to win, period? Uh, I love Aljo. I love his style. I love Jan as well. Mm-hmm. I love them both. For me, I was excited about a great fight, right? It, either way, it would have happened would have been fantastic. I would have loved it if Aljo won. Mm. I think like a little bit more than Jan, you know, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. What broke my heart so much is like, that's not how you want to win a title. That's not how you want to win a fight. And seeing him all, all fucked up and dropping the, dropping the belt in the middle of the ring. Yeah. When you're going to the decision point and you're being held up, but you're the winner. <laughs> yeah. Well, and two, it's like, that's where we, if you're a, if you're an MMA fighter, that's where you want to be. 
You know, you want to be in that position. You want to mm-hmm. be a world champion. And you don't want to, you want to be a world champion getting a highlight. Yeah. You want to be, you don't want to be the highlight of getting knocked out and getting the championship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the only time it's ever happened. So it's going to like live in infamy. It's going to follow that guy around. And then you see all like the clowning afterwards of him, you know, sitting down and being like, well, I'm the champ now and taking pictures with the belt. It's a bad look. If that was him, I would have, I would have thrown that belt in the cage and never touched it again. I would have yeah. never fucking touched that belt again. Now, what do you do at that point? You're like, all right, this isn't my belt. We're going to go the next time we're both healthy. Yes. So you and that guy again, that's our yeah. next fight. They're going to do it anyway. Yeah. And it's the only, it's a, I mean, you have to make that fight at this point. And then you give like Cody Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw, uh, you know, and then that would probably be the next fight. You could do it pretty quick too, because Jan seemed like he, he didn't get take much damage to the point where he has no. to do some heavy recovery. You just have to worry about, uh, Aljo. Aljo's like yeah. his head and everything which is like a couple months i think they'll make it really fast you know it's uh, once again it's a hard thing because i think peter yan trains in thailand i think he's out of tiger muay thai in thailand so you have a lot of like covid travel stuff wrapped up in that so i think that's the only that's the only kicker but you see aljo taking this like weird heel stance right where you see like cody covington and henry cejudo and all these guys like who don't have personalities like try and adopt these bad wrestling personalities where if you were a pro wrestler, you would never get hired. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's, I'm not saying everybody needs to be George St. Pierre, but it's more interesting for people for me to see authentic people than it is to see you like put the belt on and be like, well, I'm the champ now. Cause I was on my knees and got DQ'd. It's like, oh, fuck off dude. Yeah. Yeah. You trying know? to put your show on. You're better than this. Yeah. You know, you're a better, not everyone's Conor McGregor. No. And, and, <laughs> Yeah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> and for better or worse, he made the sport more interesting and worse at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I could see. I could see where he's coming with that one. Um, so um what what the fuck's her name? I'm not gonna the the women's fight after that. Megan. Megan and Amanda Nunez. Nunez is You're talking is she, deer is she, in the headlights. <laughs> is she ever gonna lose? Because uh, I wasn't it didn't even look remotely even. Yo, I mean it's tough. It's tough because there was a point in her career where she was hitting bumps, where she had a had a killer fight with Kat Zingano back in the day, and Kat Zingano beat her, right? Valentina beat her, you know? And it, you're an insane situation when you have the 135-pound, 145-pound champ, and you're talking, what's the fight to make? And you want to bring up the 125-pound champ, you know, really lower two weight classes to challenge Amanda Nunez. Right. It's like you're really having to scoop the bottom of the barrel because the 35 weight class is just like she takes both. Right. She has 45 and 35. She has right? both. And the 45 weight class is non-existent. Right. Is that was a, that was a weight class that they that they made for Cyborg. Right. Chris Cyborg to come in. And then Amanda Nunez smokes her. And, you know, you would think you would want to build that rematch. But Chris Cyborg, you know, for whatever reason, with her litigation or you know, signing a contract with UFC moves to Bellator, you know, so you have the 145 women's class and really it's spread out between like four or five different organizations. So if you actually compiled all the 45 women in the world from all organizations, you would actually have a weight class, you know, but a competitive weight class. Oh man. Not with Amanda Nunes at the top. I was just going to say, right. (laughs) With her. Yeah. But you would have fights, you know, cause with, with Megan, they like signed women who weren't in the UFC to fight Megan Anderson. 
to build her up. Mm -hmm. And then when she gets there, you know, like Megan's good, but she just was like, you could tell the second she walked in, she was like deer in the headlights. She was just like, Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) And Amanda Nunes took advantage of it. I'm just glad she submitted her. Right. Cause she could have sat there and like punched her and just, yeah. Hurt her back. Caved her skull in, you know? No, that was, that was crazy watching that. That had to have been, that was better than the, the fucking, the last fight too. Um, I can never fucking remember any other names right now. Oh, I don't know who Amanda Nunes fought last. Was no, it? no, no. I'm talking about the last on that card. Oh, you mean Izzy and Izzy, Izzy and, and Jan? Yeah. I love that fight. I love it. It didn't go the way I thought it was going to no. go. No, it's also... That... I'm not saying the win, the the decision is could have gone like either way, but yeah, I just I thought... it was really close. I thought Izzy was going to do a little more than it's, what it was. It's tough. I think the big thing with that is Izzy went right from 85 to 205 because he was going to bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. If he wants to actually go to 205, because once he got to the ground, you could just tell Jan was too big, too on, big. Too big on the ground, too heavy. And Jan was like, huh, huh, like going back, like labored to his corner. Yeah. Uh, if he actually blew up, like you see John Jones doing a heavyweight right now taking time off to gain weight, to gain muscle, so you can body people at that weight class, mm-hmm. Izzy would be the 205-pound champ. You think? If he was walking around 215, right? Mm-hmm. But he stepped on the scale, like, what, 201 with a full pizza? So See, he was still small. He was still small. Yeah, yeah, because you could totally tell, like you said, when Jan was on top, it was just drowning. drowning. Yeah. Drowning, right? Yeah, he, he didn't have much. I had the first three rounds to Izzy, honestly. I had Izzy like winning that fight. Picking him? Yeah, just I just felt like he was just more the more effective striker. But you kind of like, you get bodied in there. If you're with a bigger person, their body just takes up more space. And Jan's whole style is he'll walk you down. You know, he'll eat punches to throw a punch. But every single fake and feint that Izzy threw, Jan was like flinching and mm-hmm. eating every single one like he was at a buffet. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was good. The 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 um the first fight we talked about the bantamweight fight that was mm-hmm. that was disappointing for the title. Two, it was a great fight. It was. I'm surprised they. I didn't even know you could do that. Like something like that, cross yeah. the the belt apart. It's one of those things. It's like because it was intentional. That's no, okay. Why, that's that's why I went right? back to it. What do you really think it was that intentional? Or yeah, do you think there was yeah. actually a, a cross? Like, not wires crossed, but, like... I think that's all frivolous at the end of the day, yeah. right? Is trying to, like, discern if it was, like, one cornerman in English was like, don't do it, and the other one in Russian was like, do it, you yeah. know? And you're in the heat of the moment. Earlier in the fight, he throws a knee to Aljo and throws it at his body, right? So he was working that attack. Mm-hmm. It's just the next time he did it, he smoked him in the skull, right? So you think he went for the skull completely? No, I think he... I think I, I could imagine I think someone he, doing that on purpose and knowing they're going to lose a title doing it. No, I think he thought his knees were up. I think he thought he dragged yeah. him up. Okay, so there, there. You're in the heat of the moment, and like in that, technically it's intentional. Mm-hmm. They should have just called it a no contest. Yeah. Right? But we get caught in all these like weird, frivolous rules in MMA. Oh, yes. Right? Um, Cam asked me to ask you about Gordon Ryan and Andre Galval. 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 Yeah. Um, I just, I went and I looked up the video of one of them getting slapped pretty yeah, hard. Gordon slaps Galval. I mean like, so we have to go like a little bit back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Like he told me to ask you about it. There's so. a lot of history with this match. 
right? Because these are like like the maybe the two best grapplers in the world, right? Around right now. I mean, you can say a bunch of other names like Lucesha and you know Marcus Almeida. Like, there's a lot of people around, but like for fun, let's just say they're the two best grapplers in the world, yeah. right? And Atos and Galval, the Atos is his gym, juice heads. You know, Galval's popped. A lot of his guys have popped. A lot of my friends, like I get in arguments with my friends all the time. I'm like, I think Gordon Ryan is a little more clean than people give him credit for, right? He's never popped. What Gal- do you mean by popped? Like uh, PEDs, steroids. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I thought you meant. But yeah. Then I'm like, <laughs> Juice heads. <laughs> yeah, okay. When you said, yeah, when you said that, like I knew what you were talking about. Then you said popped. I'm like, all right, I might be yeah. talking about something else. No, all right, continue. No, no. no, like my one of my friends is like, but Galval is such a hard worker. And I'd be like, yeah, I would work harder too if I was on performance enhancers, right? <laughs> Uh, but so like, they've been talking about this match forever and ever and ever. And then we get to a point where they might make it happen at ADCC, uh, which is the Abu Dhabi combat trials, which is like the Olympics for, for submission grappling. Right. Uh, the super fights are a little dumb in ADCC because a lot of times they stall, right. You see in like the regular tournaments, you'll see a lot more like aggressive submission hunting see a lot more exciting matches in the brackets than you will in the super fight. Cause these big names are like, Oh, I don't want to lose. I don't want to like look like a fool, you know, in my super fight. But so Galval asked for $1 million to compete against Gordon Ryan, which is insane. Cause once again, like Gordon is another one of these guys like Connor who, you know, turned into like turned into Connor and was like, I'm going to be a heel. I'm going to shit talk all the time and kind of flipped jujitsu on its head because jujitsu for a long time was like, you know, quiet, respectful, like, oh, I love my team. You know, thank you to my team. Thank you to my opponent. And Gordon's out there, like even in his post fight for, I think it was WNO was when he mounted armbarred this guy was like, I don't even get to do the cool shit I'm training because everybody sucks so much. So like that's his style. So they're talking about competing. Galval asked for a million dollars, which for like jujitsu, it's like normal people, people who watch UFC, normal people, they don't care about jujitsu, right? Is there's no, there isn't a good way to like market jujitsu to like normal people. Nobody's figured it out. Isn't UFC even a lot for MMA? Like UFC fight or sorry, a million dollars, a lot for UFC fighters. Totally. You got to be like Connor. But I mean, like when you think about it in these ways, like Gordon and Galval are the Connor Poirier of grappling oh i just didn't know if it was an industry that had that kind of money to uh, pay for one fight million i don't dollars. know it's it's tough to say because like adcc is abu dhabi and the whole reason why it's in abu dhabi and it's been there for years since the 90s is because there's a sheik there yeah who loves jujitsu right oh, and he has more money and than he's got can. a ton of money it's the same reason why they're in abu dhabi for covid yeah it's because sheiks love ufc and they get to make these deals right they're making all these like tourism deals to like advertise. It's just a one big advertisement for Yas Island. Right. Mm -hmm. But so they're going back and forth on social media all the time. Things are said. And then at this WNO event, Galval's not competing, but he's there and he goes up to talk shit. He walks up on Gordon Ryan, talk shit on Gordon Ryan. Gordon Ryan sticks out his hand to shake his hand. Galval flips him off. So Gordon slapped. It was a big big slap. Yeah. I mean, at this point they should just fight. Yeah. 
right? Like, fuck the jujitsu. Just put on boxing gloves and have a kickboxing match at this yeah. point. Like, who cares? Uh, just go to MMA. They can still do their jujitsu if they wanted to. I know. I know. But so then they even got in an altercation afterwards. Afterwards, when Gordon's giving his interview, Galval's like walking up on him again. And then Galval apologizes afterwards. And it's just like, dude, you're asking for too much money. You're trying to be a wrestling heel. It's jujitsu. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's a very strange thing. It's yeah. very, very strange. Well, I don't know. For two guys that can that are in combat like that, and then one of them gets slapped that hard, and he didn't react. That was. It says where you're at. Oh, it man. says what you were actually doing. Yeah. Right. You look at other instances like that, like the Leon Edwards Jorge Masvidal, right? With like three piece and a soda. Hmm. Leon Edwards was gonna die there. He was ready to fight Jorge Masvidal to the death when he got punched, when he got sucker punched by Masvidal. Right, Andre Galval wasn't exactly in that same spot. No, I don't think he expected anything to happen. No way, because they're jujitsu guys. Yeah, because they're like, oh, I'm just gonna talk a bunch of shit and try yeah. and get this million dollar payday, and it's like, okay, that'd be cool, you yeah. know. But oh, man, he got bitch slapped so bad. Really <laughs> it was bad. funny. I was waiting for a fight in the video, yeah. and nothing happened. And in my opinion, too, Gordon smokes him. Yeah, I think Gordon's the best. Oh, they haven't gone. No yeah, I don't know if they've gone. No, I don't know this how was, long that was. This is really recently. This is oh. like a week or two ago. Oh, really? Oh, shit. See, yeah. I didn't look at any of that. I just went and looked it up uh, and saw yeah. the video. This was really recently. And it blew up and it has a big crossover, right? Because yeah. this thing happened. The jiu-jitsu community is embarrassed. But the MMA community is excited. Like, MMA fans are all of a sudden like, oh, bad blood. Nothing sells a fight like bad blood, mm -hmm. right? Two people who hate each other. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's one thing with uh, Cam's fight. I've, I don't know if I should even just say it on here a thousand times. Uh <laughs> But when he fought Joy, mm -hmm. the good guy, bad guy story that was there, yeah. it was so insane. The, yeah. it, the, the tension in the room was intense. good guy, bad guy's yeah. game. Cam came out to booze. Joy came out to, to cheers. cheers. And Cage Titans played that up. They oh. were like, they were like, we're bringing a champ down from Maine. Yeah, you they know? did. They, <laughs> the, the announcer told Cam after or something like that, saying that it was like the most exciting fight he's ever announced. Or it was like awesome. That. It was more exciting than any of the pros. Yeah, that, the pro card. fight after that card, it was just it was dead good. silent. Yeah, you know, and, and the biggest bummer is, like, neither of those guys got paid. <laughs> no, I know, right? <laughs> Which I think, oh, my God, I think amateurs need to get paid. In my Something. They're, Something. They're putting themselves out there just as much as the, the big guys. We get ticket sales, but that's on us, right? So yeah, we get you a get 20% of t ticket sales. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the organization. That's what we get around here. At NEF. But that's a big ask. Yeah. You know, you're like, then it's like, you know, if you get paid to fight, you're like showing up to fight and you get paid either way. But when it's ticket sales, it's like, oh, not only do you have to go and train to fight, but you also have to go market yourself. Now, same with sponsors. You think like, you know, how UFC cut off sponsors. Mm -hmm. Obviously, those those fighters are getting not, sponsors somewhere else, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Those guys are on covers of video games. They're on this. Yeah, on that. it's a it's a huge difference between, you know having to do an Instagram sponsorship versus like having Burger King on your shorts, you know, like Anderson Silva's got like Burger King and Nike on his shorts. And yeah. those are like well around six figure paydays. Right. And then it's it, crazy. Yeah. The, I mean, those guys like Brendan Shaw would talk about how much sponsorship ship money he would make. And that's why he like ultimately left fighting. Mm -hmm. Not actually the reason it's cause he's a bum, <laughs> but he was saying he was making six figures and then he would make $50,000 to fight. Yeah. Right. So he's making like, you know, four or five times the amount to fight. 
That's crazy. I think it was like either Jordan or LeBron. It was some bas- like big basketball players. Like they make more money. They make it had to have been LeBron. They like make disgusting money in basketball, yeah. but just the sponsors and everything else. And the it's not sponsors. What's the word I'm looking for? But just the all that ex- excess stuff outside, yeah. all the ads and everything else, yeah. they make way more money. Yeah, we live in a capitalist society. It's insane. <laughs> just the man. more they can utilize you to sell things, yeah. the more. Well, how give do you, you even sell that stuff when you're like, all right, I'm gonna put freaking Michael Jordan on Pepsi, but the money that they're gonna pay him, everyone already knows about Pepsi. If you like, if you like that person, you're more likely to go buy it. That's insane. I would like when I was younger and Anderson Silva would come out with Burger King shorts and I'd be like hanging out with my friends. My friends would go, I love Burger King. Let's go get Burger King. <laughs> right? Just because Silva? Yeah. Uh, well, have you have you ever seen Spy Kids? Long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. So there's a scene in it where they get to the spy hideout for the first time and they have these like weird little packets that they can put in a microwave and it will like microwave McDonald's and they pull it out and it's a... <laughs> full mcdonald's meal and every single time i've watched that movie i've been like i need mcdonald's right now now. it's like that shit works you know yeah that's funny i didn't even i it's been so long my kid my my son he watches spy kids but they're like the new ones that have come out or whatever weird shark boy and lava girl ones yeah i don't know yeah super kids yeah have you ever do you ever like you're 29 so we're close in age um, do you ever go back and watch like some of these, uh, the cartoons that you did when you were little? Yeah. Hell yeah. Like, right. Like we watch Rugrats and all yep. that other shit here and I, I'll watch them without running now too, yeah. but it is so the way you visit, like envisioned them when you were little, totally different. Totally you're, an adult. Different. you're like, yeah. I can't believe I even watched this. It's still I, entertaining. But. Yeah. I still watch like as an adult, I'll sit around and watch like Courage the Cowardly Dog and yeah, those are old, cause yeah. those are like twisted so were you a cartoon network uh, kid yeah, over Nic- yeah. uh, nickelodeon yeah. nickelodeon's for cowards no yeah, i guess we're this is that was the cheesy chicken <laughs> podcast everyone <laughs> I, I was a nickelodeon yeah most people are most yeah. people are i liked cartoon network because it was so much more weird Edgy. weird samurai raw. jack and all yeah. that shit oh yeah me and my brothers used to uh my brother tyler he used to We'd watch Samurai Jack, but we would turn the volume all the way off, and mm-hmm. we would do the voices ourselves. Oh my god, that's so <laughs> much fun! <laughs> we yeah. I've never even I don't think I've ever seen it before us doing that. Yeah, yeah. So like I didn't. We just that's we'd a good sit there for twenty five minutes. Just that's a good one for hilarious. it because that's like very minimal sound at the same time. So yeah. you're really not cutting a whole lot out. You no. Know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the shit we used to do. Um, but yeah, what else do you normally watch then? Like old cartoons or in general? Yeah, just anything. Uh, oh, man. Watching stuff is weird. I mean... Uh, You're a video talking, game guy. Yeah, video game. That's mainly what my time goes towards. So, like, what do you play? Oh, I play everything. I've been... If you want to get really dark with it, I've been getting into the Legend of Heroes series. Right? <laughs> I love JRPGs. Love anime. Love JRPGs. <laughs> so, this is, like, one that's been going on for, like, 20 years. There's, like... 14 games in the series you got to play every single it's like one. a final fantasy of of that totally brand or totally brand. for weebs yeah <laughs> weebs yeah <laughs> what is that supposed to be a weeaboo yeah a weeaboo is like a, an american who loves anime oh okay yeah oh so you got the whole names down yeah, and it's like a slang term it's like yeah. a slang term is you're like a weeb it's like you know you'd call somebody a nerd if they were into math and like Dungeons and Dragons, but if they're yeah. in the anime, they're a weeb. A weeb. Yeah. That's funny. I'll have to find some of my friends that I, I think uh, that are into it pretty good. And start yeah, and just call them weebs, otakus, neats, yeah. you know, lots of slurs. Are there any uh, offensive 
like once you know you call a kid a yeah. nerd oh yeah like a neat a neat's offensive yeah like a neat in japan is somebody who doesn't leave the house like oh, they're right. shut in yeah so you call them a neat it's like an acronym for something yeah or an otaku like an otaku is like a negative a negative term in japan here in the u.s we like are so enamored with japanese culture that we're like psyched about it we're like we're otakus and then in japan they're like you're an otaku and it's like calling somebody like a geek or a nerd yeah but now thanks to like marvel and stuff like being a geek and a nerd is cool yeah exactly yeah everybody, everything's everybody turned is. i yeah. saw a meme that said like the heroes back in the 80s and it was like sylvester stallone yes. and like arnold Schwarzenegger. they're all jacked people and then yeah. it says like uh modern day and it's just like robert downey jr and yeah. uh fucking just a bunch of skinny guys yeah <laughs> like those are the men the hero yeah. these days yeah um so there's there's anime, but like, are you because you're into it so much? Is it like um, Dragon Ball Z, or are you even deeper than that? I mean, like that's would like, you consider that anime? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That's like the jumping off point, yeah. right? That's like the birth of it for everybody, especially here in the West. You talk to like anybody here in the West, and they're like Dragon Ball Z, yeah. Or people are like, you like anime? They go Dragon Ball Z. Uh, I'm like, yeah, of course, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> well, that's the first one I think of when I, <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm not totally. I've watched that, you know, growing up and. Uh, but yeah, I didn't. I never really followed too much. Oh, okay, what's the difference between anime and cartoons? Is it just because it's from Japan? Yeah, it's just uh, it's just because it's from Japan. In my personal opinion, you know, sometimes they say like a mayor, like people, you know, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, that's the one people are like, this is a Western anime, and I go, no, 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 it can't be an anime. Then it's just cartoons. It's just cartoon. Yeah. yeah, it can be animation. Yeah, it's not anime. Um, what about like Pokemon? That's anime. Anime. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, that's that's Japan or China. Is that just that's Japan? Japanese? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, like, the... So they, you know, they market these things in a way, like, you have Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Gundam, you know, all these... Oh, my God, I haven't heard that in a long time. Yeah, so you... These things function not in ways where we just have the anime, but they're multimedia projects. So you have the anime, the video games, the toys, right? And these are, like, humongous. Like, if you look at, like... The, the highest grossing properties in the world. It's like Gundam is like number like four. I remember playing a PlayStation two game um, of it and I could never get past the first level, but yeah. I was so young. It was just one of those, you still play a game over and over and over yeah. again. And I, I love I, I those PS two Gundam games. Yeah. I love them. I mean, I even built Gundam models. Yeah. You know? Um, so, okay. I'm assuming this is anime. Uh, I've, I've only used to watch it like six in the morning before school. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was called Zoids. Yeah. Hell yeah. The ones with like those lion freaking robot. Yeah. Zoids is still around where I, I, <laughs> it was just like six months ago while I was looking them up yeah, trying yeah. to find it and I couldn't find it anywhere. Like yeah. just like full, of, full episodes of the ones at least back then that I was watching. I assume Cause it was two, two, two of them, right? Yeah. There was 21st century which was like much more of like a war between zoids and then there was uh whatever the second one was where it was like a tournament and it was like much more of like a game yeah. that like teams were competing in yeah and I, you had like liger zero and i think like i can't remember what the guy's name was but that was probably if you were to say i watched anime that had to have been my first but i only ever was able yeah. to watch it if i got up at six to watch it in the morning yeah that was my life growing up yeah that was like waking up early and staying up late because over here in the West, the only time you could watch anime, like before DVDs, mm -hmm. was like Adult Swim, you know? So I used to record Adult Swim and watch like Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and 
you know, all the stuff that used to air at like two o'clock in the morning yeah. and then watch it the next day on my recorded VHS and then go to bed and pop in that VHS and record it again for the next night. <laughs> yeah. Like Sailor Moon and shit. You ever got into those? I never got into Sailor Moon. Yeah, that's an anime, right? I, yeah. make sure, I, remember, yeah. I remember watching that. Like I'm still trying to wrap my head around what was and what wasn't yeah. growing up. You're like, I watched. The, like I'm very modern, like the, the what's mainstream. Yes. Like, like well, the mainstream, stuff. those are also like the very kid animes. I mean, also like anime is very accessible now. Right. It's like I just said, like it used to be not accessible. So, and it was weird, the stuff they would bring over because they'd bring over stuff like Vampire Hunter D and Blood, the Last Vampire and uh, like Kite, Mezzo, like all these animes that were horrendously violent, like Berserk came over here, which like Berserk is like one of the coolest things ever. But it's so violent and gratuitous and like Kite is like borderline porn, you know, like uh, Legend of the Overfiend, you know, and now they it's harder to bring that stuff over and sell it. But you used to be able to get that yeah. stuff in Blockbuster, you know? Yeah. And now it's in the triple X section. Now it's in the show. Now it's like, you just got to pirate that stuff. You just got to get it online, go to the dark corners of the internet. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. I know there's, it's now what's now what attracts you to anime more than cartoons or is it all just a big mush and you just happen to, uh, you, you just like, you do like anime. I love anime. Like I hate Avatar The Last Bender. Airbender, I think it's trash. Yeah, I never I watched that one. I think it's so stupid. Like I know what it is, but I don't. Yeah. People I know love it. I mean, for anime, it's like the animation, right? Mm -hmm. The cool characters, uh, like you know, themes, storylines, stuff like that. And it's also just like hobbies. It's just like stuff to get into, stuff you like watching while you're chilling. You know, yeah. right? Engrossing. You get engrossed in an entire fantasy world because the world we live in is like infinitely depressing. And the and good very very rarely perseveres in our actual existence. So it's great to be engrossed in a world where you know the little guy who's not special always comes out on top, always mm -hmm. finds out a way to to win in the end. Yeah, so it's very underdog. Yeah, underdog heavy. Yeah, that's always because who's anime for? Is anime is for losers, right? <laughs> like growing up, I was never I wasn't an athlete until I was like nineteen. You know, I was just a nerd my the whole life. Big, big math fan. <laughs> I was a dumb nerd. Okay. Okay. So even, you're a geek. No, even worse. Is that what it is? A geek, a geek, yeah. even worse. I was a dumb nerd. I was yeah. a nerd who was failing math. Everybody would be like, Henry, you're good at math. And I'd be like, no dude, I just play PS2 like all day <laughs> dude, long. I'm exempt in your. I don't do anything else. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. I didn't do much. I played a lot of video games and just running around the woods with my friends, yeah. but. Um, I heard that you're a huge Joe Rogan fan. I used to be. <laughs> Cam I, said something about you hating Joe Rogan. I fucking hate Joe Rogan. Now is I it is it the podcast level? Because this is like a poor man's Joe Rogan. Uh, it's more what Joe Rogan does. You know, there's a lot of really. It's a, it's a really complex issue. There's a lot of really dis fucking disgusting things he does in terms of who he brings on and the misinformation that he puts out. Like he's very keen on misinformation and it's just because it's stuff he believes, but we're in this like societal and cultural conversation now with, depending on how large your platform is, you have a certain responsibility with your platform. So when he has people on, you know, who want to promote like transphobia and things like that, you're trash, get the fuck out. You know, it's like you are a UFC commentator and a comedian. 
like I don't think you quite have a place. You know, I'm also, I mean, to to put it my my place on like the political spectrum, right? Is I fall into like Marxist, communist, socialist ideology. I'm like pretty far left on the spectrum, right? So for me, I'm coming from it from a very different place yeah. than people he has on. And he he does a good job, you know, having somebody on like Ben Shapiro and then David Pakman, right? You get David Pakman on who's a progressive. You get Ben Shapiro on who's a conservative. And then you have, you know, like I, like I said, the issues of like transphobia and things like that are really where I dig my heels in. And then when we get into his... UFC commentary and how it's fucking nosedived. Like now it's just like absolute garbage. It's like unlistenable to hear him on podcast or on UFC. the broadcast now. Cause he's literally just podcasting, mm-hmm. you know, but he's so revered. And to me, I hate it. It annoys me. Uh, do I like want to deplatform him or anything like that? Like, absolutely not. You know, oh, I have a good example. Like Alex Jones. I think Alex Jones is garbage, right? Alex Jones. He's a conspiracy theorist, you know? Yeah. He's so, so this is, I think this is a better example than any. So Alex Jones called Sandy Hook a hoax, right? The school shooting. He said that they were all actors and it was fake and it was staged. You have fucking kids dying, man. You know? That's crazy. He, Alex Jones is literally slapped with like a defamation lawsuit. Cause he's saying that these fucking kids who died were like actors and that it was fake. And those kids are still fine. And that was just acting. I don't know. I don't know what he's getting at. I have no idea. (laughs) That's crazy. All right. But so it's like, you know, it's a, and like, I have a lot of, you know, like I said, where, where I fall on the political spectrum, I have a lot of conservative friends. I have a lot of people I disagree with. Right. And I'm down, I'm like so down to always have conversations and say where I'm coming from, what my thought process is, what's your thought process? Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I don't want to deplatform Joe Rogan. Yeah. I just want him to fucking chill. <laughs> I just I want just, him to he, fucking he, chill on it. <laughs> the way he said, he said you didn't like Joe Rogan, so I figured I'd get you heated. Oh my God, I hate Joe Rogan. I was going to start talking about like, yeah, man, he's so great. And just uh, to see your reactions. <laughs> I used to, I, I mean, I would I would have to grit my teeth and say something. Yeah, like, that, that was what I, was, I would have been hoping for. <laughs> it's heartbreaking for me because I was a mega Joe Rogan fan. Yeah. Like for, you know, he's got like, what, 3,000 podcasts now for the first like, thousand i was there mm-hmm. right and then he lost me he lost me once he like got more into talking about politics in particular yeah. you know and he was somebody who like he supported bernie sanders in the primary right he was somebody who was like like adopting you know uh more progressive ideology and then he just like through the whole COVID thing, he's really like dug his heels in and like chilled with Alex Jones more. And, you know, Alex Jones got like deplatformed on everything. Like this is a guy who like doesn't have a YouTube channel anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether, no matter how you feel about people getting deplatformed, you know, and to what extent, when you sign up for something, you sign a user agreement. You know, if you come in violation of those terms, you can have your account, account suspended. Yeah. You know? So when you when you press agree, he just <laughs> read the read the. You gotta read the fine print, and exactly. you can't say kids who died are liars. <laughs> like you just can't say that. Well, they that. can't defend themselves. They can't. They're dead. They can't defend themselves. <laughs> and it's like, 
you know, and even that, I have a dark sense of humor. There's a big difference in making the joke we just made. Yeah. Versus being dead yeah, serious. Being dead serious and also making fucking money off of it. You're making money off of saying these kids are liars. And then Joe Rogan has them on for four hours and saying, well, you know, Alex does some crazy things sometimes. He's like your goofy uncle. And it's like, no, this kid, this guy said that kids dying is like a lie. Yeah. You know, which school shootings are a problem in this country, you know? Right. It it happens. It happens. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. So when you like joke about a guy saying that school shootings aren't a problem, being your goofy uncle, you're like, no, fuck my uncle. I hate my uncle. Yeah, exactly. That uncle touched me. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah, I know nothing or zero about politics. I'm so bad when it comes to that. I am like heavily entrenched. Yeah, I know zero. I didn't vote. I don't know. I just, everyone's like, well, if you, some people are like, if you didn't vote, so I mean, that's a vote for Biden. Or if you didn't vote, that's a vote for Trump. I'm like, I didn't vote. I didn't get a vote for anyone. I don't, I don't think that's true. As somebody who is, I was apolitical for a long time. I had no political opinion for a very long time. So is that what I am? Yeah, okay. apolitical. If you have I got no, a label. Yeah, if you have no political opinion, you're apolitical, you're an independent yeah. voter. I'm I a- actually go online and I my friends will be arguing about something. Like my buddy Mike, he'll post something political or whatever, and then he'll get into battles yes. with someone. That's also I'll, not who I am. I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> I always choose the other guy's side. <laughs> you're just no looking idea. to antagonize Oh, people. just Mike. I get Mike going, man. It's so yeah. fun. I also, you know... I support people not voting. Mm. You know, I think not voting. I think you're the first person that said that to me. If you, <laughs> everyone else is pissed off, if you want to not vote, it's like it's your right to not vote. I didn't vote for a long time because, in part, because I was so fed up with our general system because it's such garbage. Right? Mm-hmm. Is you know, I like never wanted to vote for you know like Hillary and Trump. I'll use that as the example. Like I don't want either of these people. You That's know? the one time I did vote. That's the one pushed. time you did vote. <laughs> I got pushed a little bit into it. I was I swore down and yes. never vote. That was my protest vote. I was like, I'm not going to vote. And people get on people's cases all the time, and they're like, you need to vote. And if you don't want to vote, you know, because you're like, I don't want to do the research. I don't want to do this. Like that's your prerogative. It's your decision. You know, just as it, like if somebody was to push you. You got to make that decision at the end of the day, yeah. right? It's ultimately your decision. And we need to like empower people to make them feel like it's their decision. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I voted and actually, you know, I'm up at three 30 in the morning watching the thing, waiting for someone to yes. choose. I've never done that in my life, Yeah, <laughs> but I did for the Hillary and, uh, fucking and Trump. Trump. And that won. was a race. Yeah. That was a race. If there was ever a race <laughs> yeah. this year, I didn't, I didn't vote at all. I had both sides of family and everything else that were just yeah, verbally abusing each other. Yes. And I sat back and just watched the fire burn. <laughs> yeah. That's to a, to a certain degree. I voted and did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yes. All that crap is just crazy. Yeah. And look what happened. Someone's, look what pe- happened. someone's picked. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. <laughs> yes. I knew exactly that's how it would go. Yeah, absolutely. Someone will win. And all the bullshit that was talked is going to be done. Wasn't it just the other day? Um, what was it? Someone was telling me, my wife, I think, told me that like tomorrow there's supposed to be. She, she knew nothing was going to happen, but like Trump, something was supposed to happen. They were supposed to be another, like, uh, I don't know necessarily the word, like another riot at the Capitol, another, you know, insurgency, like whatever it was, and nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Exactly. 
Well, that's how that goes. Yes. So yeah. you, for the better, of course, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just I don't know. I think it's all stupid. Yes. I, I sit back as long as I can because I'm stupid. I'm not this. You yeah. know, me sitting here trying to learn about politics, it's just going to hurt my brain, and I'm not going to yeah. want to do it. I always say to people, I'm always like, if I'm the one showing you up, you're in trouble because I'm dumb as a rock. <laughs> so like, yeah. you gotta you gotta be putting in some work. If yeah. I'm showing you up right now, <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to lose. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you do. You said you you stream. You stream yes, video games? I stream on Twitch. Uh, D a n k underscore h e n k. Dank Hank. Dank Hank. That's me. Yeah. I hate you so much, Dank Hank. Uh, what do you, do you ever play Warzone or anything? No, I've never been. The last Call of Duty game I played was World at War. That was my favorite Call of Duty game of all time. That was the first one that had zombies. Yeah, I, I played Ghost. Yes. Um, and then I ne- that was the first one I ever played, and then it kind of went to. Excuse me. I think World War Two, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then I played this one, Modern Warfare, yes. not Cold War, just the Modern Warfare, Warfare and then with Warzone. Warzone. Yeah. yeah. Warzone's it's because it's the battle royale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, PUBG. I played that for a while. I never played PUBG. It was too intimidating. But I've played like Fortnite and Spellbreak and like yeah. all those things. I, I played got... the baby ones. I played yeah. the cute ones. Yeah, the anime looking yeah, ones. Yeah, right? yeah. Those are the ones where I'm like, oh, this isn't too scary. Yeah. <laughs> PUBG, man, when I first ever started playing that, your heart would be racing. Because mm-hmm. it's dead quiet. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's, I've never played a game like that where me and my buddies, too, we'd all be sweaty hands. And when you finally won one, it was just huge. The endorphins. Yeah. And yeah. when you when you hit some, when you kill someone, it doesn't make a noise. Or it doesn't do anything. Like, there's no hit markers. It's just you see, like, a little bit of, like, a blood splatter type spot. Mm-hmm. And then when they die, it just says, like, one kill. Yeah. Small on your screen. Small. And then two kill. Like, that's yeah. when you saw that, you felt good about yourself. Yeah. It's crazy, too, how big PUBG is in other countries. Like, in the U.S., people don't really care about it. Oh, there's a guy I follow on Facebook. Some, uh, not Khabib, um, some guy is, like, in Thailand or something like yeah. that. He lives in, like, a hut. Like yes. no walls, whatever, and he's PUBG. Yeah, PUBG all day. All he day. streams and yeah. In like Asia, I think it's like Korea. PUBG is like a really big deal. Yeah. Um, I got really into Apex Legends when that launched. I, I downloaded it once, and I think I only played a couple matches. It's cool. I like the respawn team. The re- respawn team did all the Titanfall games, and I love Titanfall two. Titanfall two is good. It's like if I'm gonna play like a war game, I want it to be like not something my like grandparents did. <laughs> I want to play the fantasy war game. See, I'm the opposite. I am not. Yeah. I am not the futuristic fantasy. I, I yeah. like grounded. Gra- like just yeah. the stuff. If I actually saw it, I'd probably actually understand it. Yes, totally, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, I, I, it's like kind of like depending on the movie too. But like, it's hard for me to completely buy into. Um, I guess I can't really say it with movies. Movies are movies. Those are awesome. But just, I guess, games in general. Like Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk come out. I'm not interested in it. It was, a, tra- it doesn't... It was a trash fire. I heard it was. It was so busted. I listened to my buddy's podcast, and he has, who actually is like kind of like the one that got me doing this a little bit, unintentionally. Mm-hmm. He um he does gaming. Yeah. So he just does a video game podcast for 25 minutes a week. Mm-hmm. And he was just for a year talking about how excited he is about oh, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Cyberpunk. Oh, I got pushed. Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. Yeah. He gets it. Talks about it for like a week, and then we haven't heard about it since. I know. <laughs> like I, a little I bit was, like that. I was the exact same way. I was so excited about it, and then when I got it, I was like, oh, this is like half of a game. Yeah. They didn't even finish the game. <laughs> no? What, it's just short? No, it's... it's. <clears throat> I mean, I spent like 55 hours playing it. I spent like... It's a, still not that much compared to what you could, right? 
You being a gamer, uh, you probably. I mean, to... I like hit a point in it where I was like, like I didn't even finish the story mode where I was just like, oh, I think I'm done. It's just a very like um, empty world, right? right? Is is when you play games with intentional game design, you can feel it and interact with the world and things are meaningful. Like anytime you play a game with like a good side quest with a rich story, like The Witcher Three games, you know, which I haven't played those, but I heard those are really good. They're good. It's the same studio, you know, and you'd like, you know, walk around a corner and then you'd be in a side quest that was like a lover's triangle, but like one of the people in it is a werewolf, mm-hmm. you know, and you'd be entrenched with this for like 45 minutes. And Cyberpunk is like, you know, going around a, a futuristic city and somebody's like, Oh yeah, there's like a guy who has a box over there. You should go kill him and get it. And you go kill him and you're like, "Oh cool, there's a, like a different gun in here." <laughs> you know, it's just like it's just some lazy bullshit. Yeah. You're also like working for the cops the whole time. It's like everything you do, you're like busting up crimes for the cops and it's like what's like cyberpunk about being a police officer? It's like when you're you want to be like a hacker. You want to be like a criminal. You don't want to yeah, be you like be the bad guy. Yeah, you don't want to be like hero. stopping like muggings yeah you want to be like mugging someone writing speeding tickets yeah right it's it's so strange it's so strange yeah those that's what it is more i I take back the movies aspect it's definitely games though like cyberpunk's probably my best example of the futuristic crap yeah 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 but um like the avatar movies those i don't know why those those popped in because you're thinking fantasy type movies yeah though i like that movie yes that movie's really, really well. Good. That was also like the 3D movie. When yeah, that came when that out, came that out, was like, yeah, it was you know. Christmas 2009. Because wow, I, you even got the day, like well, the date down. I think like... it was Christmas 2000. <laughs> well, I only got it because I worked at the movie theater, and the day uh, before Christmas, I actually transferred from the Cinemagic up here. I moved to New Hampshire. Yeah. So when I went there, Avatar was there, and I'm pretty and sure it was ready. Christmas. You no, like I, I wasn't even. On. No, it's just I worked at the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. So I remember it being out yeah, there yeah. and how big it was. Yeah. But yeah, that movie is pretty good. I, was, I, I got that stuck in my head just because we were talking about like fantasy. Well, there's gonna be like three or four more. Yeah, so get it's been long enough. It's, it's only been, been freaking twelve years. The second one was supposed to come out March of last year, right? But because of COVID and everything, got oh, sh- push got it. shoved right back. Yeah, you yeah. want? I wonder how the theaters are going to be doing anyway when everything opens back up because there's movies coming out now just straight up on HBO Plus and Paramount yeah. and all this stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, like movies like Chaos Walking just came out last week and that like went straight to theaters and is only in theaters. You know, there's movies that they're holding back because they're like uh, Denis Villeneuve, who did Arrival, is directing the Dune movie. And that got pushed back an entire year to this November because they're like, this movie needs to come out in theaters. In theaters. Yeah. Yeah. They, that's, I know my son was excited to go see Tom and Jerry. In theaters. Oh yeah, but he went to. He ended up uh, that night because his grandfather was going to take him. Mm-hmm. They ended up just watching it at the house. I'm like, yeah, oh, it just came HBO out on Max. HBO Plus yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, so they just did it there. I'm like, oh. King Kong's going to do it. The King Kong vs Godzilla movie is just going to be there. I mean, like all the cinematic magics here closed. I know. I worked. They're all permanently them. closed. I went to their final. Uh, the they they invited me to a before and. Um, like you know past and present employee yeah, thing yeah like i haven't worked there in fucking eight nine years but um but you were still on the call list yeah i was still on the call list so they they got me over there and it was you could tell my boss i've known her forever you know, i may not have worked there but i you know knew who she was i've been there seen them and she was she was pretty emotional about it. she was on the mm-hmm. phone with someone and, you know she broke down a little bit but yeah it was uh yeah it's it's depressing crazy little family there yeah. that got all shut down because cinemagic was like the 
chain the, here. The theater. Yeah, yeah. And like the owner died. Um, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Something Adam. Uh, fuck, I don't remember his name. He owned Zyacorp. It was the whole company. He ended up passing away. And then between that and COVID attacking, it's just the, the family was just like, what, shut can, it they, down. what can they do? Yeah. You know, that's like the whole movie industry is going to have to flip itself on its head. It's going to have to figure out another way to do it. Well, how is L.A. going to do it? Isn't L.A. like the home of Hollywood and everything else? And they're yeah, just but... a freaking bunch of homeless people now. Yeah. I mean, too, it's like... Uh... How do you make that attractive? Oh, I don't know. I have, I don't have any answer for that. I mean, but most movies now are filmed in, like, Canada. Are filmed in, like, Vancouver and, and stuff like that. I've heard a lot it's, of that. Yeah, it's way cheaper to film in, like, Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah. So you'd, I would see, like, interviews with actors, and they'd, have, like, fly there, quarantine. They'd stick them in, a, like, a B&B for you know, an Airbnb for two weeks and they'd have to like chill for two weeks and they could pop out, film the movie for a little bit. That's you crazy. Know, it's like, an extra month of trouble just from, yeah. you know, two weeks there and two weeks back of quarantine. Well, Dan Hooker who fought Michael Chandler in Abu Dhabi when he went, when he came back home to New Zealand, like New Zealand has no cases, right? They're like essentially COVID free. And when he got there, he has to quarantine for two weeks so like his whole trip away from his family was like two or three months, you know, you got to spend two or three months away from your family just to yeah. go fight and then come back just for a freaking you know, 15 minutes of fame. Not even, he got knocked out. Well, like yeah, but like, if you're, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, three yeah. round fight. <laughs> yeah. Of fame. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The, um, I couldn't imagine doing that. Just all that, the waiting and everything else. Mm-hmm. Like my, my stepmom is remarried. So I call him my step, stepdad. Uh, he's a executive chef and he was mm-hmm. working for the military for a while. They were both living over in Afghanistan and she's now back in Florida where she's living at home. Cause he got a raise to travel and they're like, Oh, you you can go home for like three months. First time he's been like in America forever, you know, just being able to actually sit there. Like, you get three months. You're fine. It was like a weekend. They're like, Oh, we just got rid of someone or someone. We need you back. So then he had to go somewhere. He has to wait two weeks freaking sitting yeah. there for him just to go work during the three months he was supposed to be finally home. Because he doesn't, it's not like he gets to come home on the weekends or comes home after work. When he was living in Afghanistan, he was just the executive chef. He's working all the time. Yeah. But I'm like, that sucks. He just got home. You As know? an executive chef, too, it's like you're doing like 50, 60 hour work weeks. Oh, that guy worked. He's an no animal. Joke. I worked yeah. with him in um, at a hotel down in Florida back in 2008, mm-hmm. the 2008, 09, uh, just like a seasonal job. And that guy was there all the time. But yeah. he was his food was insane. It was so good. But when he's home, just junk food. Yeah. KFC. He's That's, constantly uh, eating I, out. I've been working in kitchens since I was like 15. Yeah, I'm where a, do you work right now? I'm a baker mm-hmm. at a Southside Productions. And my boss, you know, amazing chef, right? We, he also owns a, a catering company, Bread and Butter Catering. And he's just always putting out great, amazing food. But when it comes down to it, he's like, Let's get like sloppy, shitty little hamburgers. Let's like, you know, you know, yeah. eat Doritos. Like that's every single chef I've ever met is they like, like, <clears throat> like I, I worked with my first, the guy who taught me how to bake was a Michelin star baker, not for his own restaurant, but worked at a place in San Francisco. That was a Michelin star bakery that he worked at for a really long time. Or it was a restaurant where he was the dessert baker mm-hmm. and he just, mcdonald's burger king just shitty food all day every single day and then when he would bake beautiful like light 
gorgeous pastries, right? Yeah, he so. pictured his house to be covered in nice, beautiful things. <laughs> no, it was covered in pizza boxes. Exactly. Because he was just scarfing dominoes every single day. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, a buddy who's a chef. He's by a whatever. Anyways, his food is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. When we go over there, he still cooks every day for like his wife and everything yeah when he's not when he's not cooking and it's he's like the opposite of what we were talking about where yeah. chefs they you know they like to eat junk man at, he comes home after work and he just cooks i we get invited there all the time i commend that i commend that it's oh, like so good like i said you're working like the restaurant industry is such a grind and it just beats you down and you're never paid enough and then when you get home, you're like, I'm not going to cook. I do this for a living. Exactly. Right. I'm gonna it's like me. Money. I don't, I just drove a Zamboni all day. When I get home, I'm not going to want to drive a Zamboni. Yeah. No. Why would you ever want to drive? <laughs> As if I had the option. <laughs> yeah. Um, so one more thing, mm-hmm. uh, cause I know you said you had to be out of here almost by eight. Yeah. We got a little, we got about a little bit of time. Cool. Um, get back on video games. Have you played Valhalla at all? Uh, Assassin's no, Creed? no, I heard it was kind of busted on, I'm like, playing PS4. it right now. I'm playing it right now on Xbox one. I was waiting as so long you have as the I better could. version. My friend had, was playing on PS4 and his save got corrupted. Oh, I'm playing the Xbox one. Yeah, Not the new the, one. Yeah. But you're still playing it on the better version. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, cause the PS4 one, they were having all sorts of like firmware issues. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought you meant like the no, system was better. No, you're being smart. You're being smart. That's all that's happening. Well, I was waiting cause I wanted to get the Xbox series X. Yeah. Your PC, uh, I'm, you ev- play- I'm everything. You have all of them. I have all of them. Yeah. But so I was waiting, waiting, and waiting. But two different times now, Ubisoft on the Xbox stores advertised their stuff being like ridiculously cheap. Yeah, yeah. So Valhalla at one point was like 70 percent off. But I'm like, yeah. I don't want to get it right now because I want to play it. You can, for the you can bring it right up. Oh, I know it'll it'll yeah, go. It'll you get go that over. cross-gen version. But I didn't want that new new. I wanted to play it all on yeah, the new yeah. system. I got you. I and got then you. It, it went away. I'm like. Oh, missed yeah. out and then it popped up again recently yeah so i bought it and i'm like i guess i'm gonna stop playing it yeah and i did and it's been pretty good mostly because i like um i never played assassin's creed at all before mm-hmm. um black flag and that's only because yeah, yeah. i was looking up viking video games yeah i've been into the viking shit just because of the shows and everything else and yeah, it yeah. started interesting me so like, the, looking, like the TV show Vikings. There's Vikings. There's I love, um. I love that shit. It ended horrible. <laughs> I didn't see the ending. I stopped. I mean, when, I mean, yeah, it's great. No, Continue. I stopped. I stopped when Travis Fimmel died. When uh, Ragnar. Yeah, when he died, I was like, I, I'm done. They should, they should have kept him going. Like I wanted him I to know, be alive it's again. It's tough. They played it off like that because he, yeah. he was in the hole, right? Yeah, yeah. And then they played it. There's a couple small little things where you're still holding on uh, to there's him not, coming back. There's not much coming back once you see the gates of Valhalla. Yeah. Once yeah. that happens, you're like, yeah, you're, oh, he's dead. Yeah, he's he's <laughs> actually gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't end very well. But they have Kingdom. Uh, it's on Netflix. I haven't seen it. I think I know what you're talking about, though. Something Kingdom. It's it's the yeah. same type of like area. Yeah, and it's it's really really good. Um, but anyway, just all that Viking stuff. So I was looking up Viking video games, and it said like, this was over a year ago. So like Assassin's Creed's coming out with Valhalla, mm-hmm. and they didn't even have any videos on it yet. It was just yeah, a yeah. talk. So I'm like, oh shit! I bought Black Flag because mm-hmm. I'm like pirates are pretty cool too or whatever. I That's, played that game. That I game haven't was played that awesome. One. That's the one all my friends really love. They all love Black Flag. It was really, really good. Yeah. So then I got Odyssey. I I love that one. I didn't. I never got finished. I started playing like other games. I never finished it. It's fucking humongous. It's so it big. It's so big. So yeah. much stuff. 
I did almost everything in it. That's that insane. was like a couple months of my life, just like only playing that game. Yeah, it was. It's it's huge. This yeah. one, you start off and you're you look at the map and it is the size of this fucking. It's so small. Yeah, it's so small. And then I'm like, what the hell happened? Yeah. But then you're in it for like a half hour and it brings you to a whole another thing. I've heard uh, London and I've everything. heard it's like. Even I've heard it's the biggest Assassin's it, Creed game. I can't I've heard imagine it's so it, fucking humongous. I can't imagine unless there's another Atlas because it says Atlas. You can go from um, Norway to you know Wessex and all mm-hmm. that. I can't imagine there being more to it. Like it doesn't seem as big as you I think. don't know. I know the reviewers who were talking about it said they clocked in like over a hundred hours on it. Yeah, maybe because like maybe it's the land because you know how in Odyssey the map is a lot of water. Yes. Maybe if you're combining all the land, pushing it together, maybe yeah, yeah. Valhalla's bigger. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. Oh, Either I way, just mean it's, even, it's been pretty good. Even with, you know, stuff to do in it. Yeah, there's so much There's shit. so much stuff to do. Yeah. yeah. It keeps I, I want to be able to finish it. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't know if you have been playing that one because I didn't know if uh, you no. had any tips or tricks. No, nothing. Nothing. Odyssey was the last one I played. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, any uh, finals? final say? I don't think so. You know, maybe uh, like this was a lot of fun. You know, come to my jujitsu classes at Recon. Keep me posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Henry Clark, Twitter, Dank Hank, uh, Twitch, Dank Hank. Uh, don't come at me for my leftist ideologies. I love you all. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we'll yeah. make we'll make fun of you next one. Yeah, just I've been lying to you. I've I've actually no. I've, I'm so on the right. It's disgusting. Every, everybody, everybody. It's so funny because all my like you know all my friends are like pretty conservative, and I'm their like token left friend, and they're all like <laughs> they're all like you know it's it's not that bad. I kind of like Bernie Sanders. Like it's not that bad. You're a pretty good guy. If they're all more like you, it's a pretty good guy. And I'm like yeah, you know they're all like me. You're all like you. Yeah, we're all like each other exactly. in some type of way. Yeah, exactly. No, that's funny. So yeah. let's just all hang out and do jujitsu together. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch a little, uh, little anime. A little anime know. along yeah. the way, and that's yeah. all you really need. Well, play Warzone. I'll jump on that. I will. I will check it out. It's free. Yeah. Um, all right. That was Henry Clark on the Chasing Chicken podcast. <laughs>